On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we'll recap what was a very fun Showtime pay-per-view, which saw David Benavides come out on top. He outpoints Caleb Plant in a great fight. The entire card was good. We will recap that all. Also, Jose Ramirez picked up a win over Richard Comey. Will he get some of the guys at 140? Is he ready to fight for a title? We will break it all down. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Kenobi. He is the former world champion, Christopher Algieri. Does anyone call you Christopher? Uh, my mother. Is that when you're in trouble? Christopher? Basically, basically. You know, yeah, me, and Ronnie, me and Ronnie were watching at the office. Um, <laughs> we were putting together the John Boy uh, Combine, which by the time this episode airs, should be out on the JM Entertainment page. Yes. Three episodes of outstanding content. Uh, wow. but we were looking we got three for, episodes out of that? Three That's episodes awesome. out of it. We got That's some awesome. two um, combine drills, two episodes, and then the fight scene, which we cannot give away, uh, who will be fighting Chris Algieri. But we were looking, me and Ronnie were editing it on Friday. We were looking for some training footage of you, and mm-hmm. we brought up um, 24-7 uh, Pacquiao Algieri. The and Ronnie was the like, Right, they're at the house, and then your dad walks in, and you're, you're like making breakfast. Like, I don't think Ronnie has seen you in that light. He's only seen you as like this Chris Algieri. He hasn't seen in his prime. Well, you're still in your prime, but in his prime fighting Pacquiao, and and, and you know, Ronnie was was taken back. Yeah, he's like, look at this guy, Jesus. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought you were like Christopher. I heard, I think someone called you that on, on the episode. I was like, I've never once referred to him as that. Yeah, but by my mom or you know, my my nickname is was Kiki when I was a kid, so I get that a little bit. Um, but yeah, now Christopher is like Christopher, like, like right, get like, your attention. Exactly. If I hear Daniel, it means I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am right now. I'm in. I'm 40 years old. Family. It's it's the same, and it doesn't change. Yeah, I'm at my parents' house right now as I record this, and I feel like I got yelled at a few times. <laughs> uh, this is where I watched the pay per view last night. Um, nice. On Saturday night, Benavidez plant was the main event. Benavidez comes out on top and unanimous decision. But the first half of the fight played out exactly how we thought it was going to play out. I think this whole fight played out like a lot of media members, fans all kind of predicted. And that was plan is going to come out. He's going to come out moving. He's going to come out boxing. Uh, Benavidez is not going to be able to find him. I didn't think it would be it was as drastic as it was. I didn't think Benavides would take that long uh, to warm up, but damn, did he ever warm up. Round 6 through 12, Benavides outlanded Plant by a very wide margin, 161 to 46. Over the second half of the fight, Benavides only landed 51 punches in the first half of the fight. But Benavides gets the win in a really good fight, back and forth uh, for the first half, and then just grueling stuff uh, from the second half. Were you surprised by how this fight played out? Uh, no, I mean, like, like you said, it was it was exactly the way that a lot of the media pundits thought it was going to happen. It's, it's what we talked about on this show many times. We we knew it was going to be plant early. I thought at times he was going to make Benavides look bad in the beginning. Um, the hand speed, the foot speed, the movement, the lateral movement, but he was going to start to fade in the middle rounds and then plant was going to take over. I thought plant was going to get him out of there. But honestly, Wait, without all Benavides that, Benavides was going to get him out of there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Benavides would have got him out of there. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, with all that holding, though, that mm. was allowed in that fight. I think 
he would have gotten stopped. I don't think there's any question. He would have gotten stopped in in that fight if not for all the allowed holding uh, for Caleb Plant. It was insane. It was insane. It was, it was it, and, and beyond just survival, it was just snubbing the action, which is when the referee really should be, you know, stepping in, whether you, you think the guy is excessively clinching or not, like allow the action to happen. And beat Vitez, I mean, he, he'll, he'll fight you any way possible. And I mean, he made it work. He, he, he tracked him down. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely similar to, to what I expected. I, we'd even said if it did go the distance, I could have seen plant banking enough early rounds. The only way mm-hmm. I could see plant winning was he banks enough early rounds and he literally crawls over the finish. Cause he's getting beat the hell up by David Benavides at the end of the fight. I, I don't think there's any way that Benavides does not beat the hell out of him at the end of the fight in any scenario. Um, it's just surprising that plant made it, but I think he made it because of the holding. So I, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, we have to talk about a referee, uh, Kenny Bayless, a guy that has been in there for huge Ever. fights, 800 uh, plus fights that he has refereed hundreds of title fights. He had a bad night. He had a really bad night and it was glaring. I mean, so much holding and listen, Caleb plant, like that was his game plan. I, I don't fault plant for trying that. You, you, well, you would know this, Chris, better, way better than I would. You tried to get away with as much as you are allowed. Always. And Kenny Bayless was allowing holding. He wasn't even looking at Plant. He was only looking at Benavides. He wasn't, like, seeing who was instigating these blatant holds. The telecast, Al Bernstein, was just like, this is some of the most blatant holding I've ever seen. And every time you see the hold, you look at the screen, and Bayless is only looking at Benavides. And he would only catch the last part of the uh, exchange of the hold. And that is Benavides pushing with his, like, you know, lacing him, which he did a few times. And Benavides was the one getting the warnings and getting, you know, what's going on here. And it was very, very frustrating to watch. But it did keep – it prolonged the fight. Because in the eighth round, Benavides – well, from the sixth round on, Benavides started to – was starting to land more at ease. And you started to see physically moving – plant so plants slowing down and that eighth round 43 punches landed by benavides that is the most ever on caleb plant and i thought the fight was going to end right there that, that was it but the holding and the excessive holding prolonged it i don't know if that's a good thing for caleb Plant because he took some serious punishment from the seventh round on i don't know how he was standing props to caleb plant i mean this guy may have lost the fight but damn did he win over the respect of the boxing community. This guy is just blood and guts, and he he he's just a, a joy to watch. Stop, 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 stop. What? Stop that. What? Everybody, I see people are saying, like, oh, look at this guy. It was the what? holding. If he didn't hold, he would have got stopped. He was still so, standing, though, the final yeah, four okay. rounds. He was taking hey, sure. Listen, shots. I'm not knocking him for not being tough, but, like, people are, like, touting him because, oh, he, I can't believe he made it. And, and it was because of the hold. It was because of the hold. Yeah, he's super yeah. tough, and he never got dropped. But, you know, like, it, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, it was the holding. I mean, otherwise, he gets stopped. It wasn't it wasn't like he got, you know, knocked lights out. But, like, I don't know. I see a lot of people online saying, like, oh, you know, he's, he's so tough. Like, yeah, okay. And we're all tough. We're fighters. Like, we step in the ring. Um, he's a, he's at the highest level. You know, like, yeah, of course he's tough. But, like, come on. Touting him as, as anything anything beyond just being t- tough, we need to stop. Because he was going to get stopped. He should have wow. got stopped. Usually it's been, like, I feel like I'm the one that would have your stance and you as the fighter would say, hey, come on. No, no. I mean, listen. Keeping uh, it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Let's that, that, that's, that's call it what it is. You know, he, without without the holding, he gets stopped. He does. And, he does. Uh, but the fact that he was able to stand up still oh, after, yeah, no, after those final three rounds. Yeah, he lost. I mean, but the, like, I feel like this guy gets he gets a lot of flack 
I think it's because of his he's overconfident. He he rubs some people the wrong way. But I think that will kind of end now because I think he really, yeah, he lost the fight, but he stood up to some big shots and he made it to the final bell. But yeah, there yeah. was a lot of holding involved. I think I, I was listening to David Benavides afterwards. And apparently, he went up the plan as well as watching some interviews. And and yeah, I think I think their beef is squashed, and rightfully so. I think both men are, are should be very respected in the sport. They're they're two of the top five super middleweights in the world. Caleb Plant still is, I believe. I think he's a he is a fantastic fighter. Um, he even showed it, you know, that night. But uh, you know, last night. But it's just you know, it was it was it was too little. Benavides is, is dude. He is he is the Mexican monster. I I love when that guy fights. I really enjoy watching his fights. Uh, I mean, the nonstop pressure, especially in the second half of the fight, he's slow builds. He's like a, he's just like a slow burn. He just, he's just going to beat you up and he pours it on. I love late round stoppages too. Guys who are able to carry their power late and, and break you down. So stylistically, uh, he's one of my favorite kinds of fighters to watch. You know, uh, I feel like that was opening night for us. That was fight season. Boxing is back fight in a very season, big yes. way. But you know what it also is back, Chris? Baseball. America's pastime. Step up to the plate. The season opener action with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can place $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Talk about hitting it out of the park, Chris. That's a home run. Plus, everyone can get in on Major League action with no sweat uh, no sweat bet from DraftKings. Opt in. If your first bet doesn't win, don't sweat it. You'll get a bonus bet. Up to $10. Our Yankees are in action this week. Major League Baseball is back playing the San Francisco Giants for opening day. I'm going to put some money down on Aaron Judge hitting a home run on on opening day and Mm. the Yankees winning the ball game. I'm red hot with my bets. Won another parlay last night. I had Benavidez uh, plant over nine and a half rounds, and I had Jesus Ramos beating Joey Spencer. So you might want to take my my picks even, even on baseball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook up now and sign up with code IBL. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code IBL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Back to you, David you, Benavides. You may want to take your baseball bets over your boxing bets, actually. Just well, I'm, I'm red hot with boxing. You red hot for now. <laughs> I've been we'll red hot for like eight weeks. We we just got into ba- a boxing season, so we'll we'll see how you, we'll see if you can okay, carry. Well, it all right, I'm one one and zero oh in, in opening opening day. I'm just happy to you're win staying, that. You're staying power in this in this world is not that good in this yeah. in this boxing betting well, ring. <laughs> no, listen, I I thought I was in deep deep doo doo with this uh, um over. I took the over nine and a half. Uh, and I did too because I put a good nine. And you took nine, which was, I was like, oh, damn, Algeria again, uh, Nostradamus. Because in the eighth round, 43 to eight, I was like, damn, he barely made it to the ninth plant. And I was like, all right, yeah. he just got us to survive a minute and a half. Kenny Bayless stole that from me. He stole that victory from me. And he gave it to <laughs> me. Thank you, Kenny. I should exactly. be thanking Kenny Bayless today. He, he stole it from me and handed it to you. And now you, Thanks, you want to back. Really okay. appreciate you. You're the man. Um, but back to, to Benavidez. And like, I feel like the Showtime crew was – they were kind of hard on him uh, because he got off to a slow start. Um, didn't throw as many punches as he usually does. The 40 yeah. average 46 punches around. He came in averaging 67. Uh, he took a while to warm up. And I think it was because something that we spoke about in the pre-fight show was the temperament and him maybe overtraining him being extra hyped up, him being extra personal with this grudge match. And also Caleb plant uh, having a pretty good game plan in there, sticking and moving. 
I was a little surprised by how Benavides came out. I think some people are now saying, oh, wait a second. I think Canelo could potentially beat him. Um, or I, I more cemented that Canelo could beat him. It was a slow start from Benavides, but let's be honest. The guy stepped it, stepped it up. Uh, maybe we shouldn't just always look at the past performances and look at what's happening inside of the ring. Yeah, he, he didn't have a good four or five rounds early on, and he wasn't putting combination punches together. But the punches he was landing, even though there were one shot, two shots, were physically hurting Plant. And by the sixth, seventh round, it was in total control. This guy is a freak. He can win any type of fight. Yeah, I, I think it was tactical on the on the on the side of, of Benavides in terms of starting slow the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, because plant starts fast. We know that. He comes out, he's sharp, he's super sharp in the beginning of a fight. He moves really well, he fires from his movement really well. He does have enough, he has enough pop, especially in those early rounds, that he's gonna get your respect. So I think Plant was just being 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 smart, being cautious early. He knew that Plant was gonna get tired, he knew he was able to close the distance, he knew that 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 pressure was going to catch up to him and it, and it, and ultimately did. If you remember the faces after the fight, Benavides didn't even look like he was in a fight. Right. A lot of the punches that, that Caleb Plant was throwing, if you really look, he wasn't putting, he wasn't turning those shots over. He was just letting those hands go. It was a lot of like double jabbing, high, low, body, body, coming back upstairs. And it was just like, it was a lot of touching punches, especially mm-hmm. on the body and whatnot. Um, he was, Plant was actually digging much harder later in the fight to survive than he was in the early on when he was actually winning the rounds I, I i think that was a mistake by plan i think he was i think he was saving his gas tank for later on um which i don't think was smart because i think he actually could have put some damage on on benefits maybe is super hittable he gets hit he gets cracked with shots and he showed that again last night but i i if you really watch if you really go back and you look you look at the, the punches that benefits uh that plant was throwing early on they were they were shoe shines he was and he was controlling the action sure but he couldn't keep that up later on he was digging, like digging hard body shots. Yeah, to survival keep mode. Yeah, keep Benavidez off him. I, I think if Benny Plant went to switch his, his his strategy a little bit, I think he would have had more success. Probably would have got stopped anyway, but probably would have had more success and actually done some damage to Benavidez. But Benavidez, I think, was super smart. Was I, I don't think he was so much starting slow. I think he was just starting very tactical, mm-hmm. which like you, you had mentioned, like, Everything leading up to this, the grudge match, the way he was acting at the press conferences, it was it was full hard charge, hard charge, hard charge. And then when the fight came, he settled in and and, and fought a smart fight. I, I'm, I was impressed. I was impressed with that strategy, even starting slow. So people who are saying, you know, giving him trash on what on the telecast, I think they're wrong. I think I think Benavides fought a very very smart fight. What would you uh, give him an overall grade for that fight against Plant? I mean, in terms of who he has in front of him, you got to keep that in mind too, but dude. I'm not at all bad-mouthing plant i think he's an excellent fighter and he, i think he, he, he fought really well and i think he, again he is top five super middleweight in the world still like mm-hmm. right now like it, he's still up there so i mean i'm gonna go i'm a harsh critic i'm gonna go b plus that's not fair yeah. I, I agree b plus i think early on um he was being tactical but i think that the the, the scope of the fight and the grudge mm-hmm. match and all that kind of played a role in his slowish start and also being tactical like you said I uh, thought he could have put some combinations better, um, together better. Did get hit a few times. Uh, B-plus is not a bad uh, grade. I think he would even agree with that. He's pretty much perfectionist every time you hear him after some of these big wins he's had. He's said pretty much the same thing. All right, so everyone is now looking forward to a fight that we all want to see. David Benavides, Canelo Alvarez. I believe this is one of the biggest fights that you can make in the sport right now. The fans want it. The media members want it. David Benavides want it, wants it. Does Canelo Alvarez want it? Did you, what you saw from, uh, what you saw from David Benavides in the ring against Caleb Plant, 
does he have a shot against Canelo Alvarez? He's always had a shot against Canelo Alvarez. That's not, that's never been a question in part as far as my in my mind. I actually do. I have been saying that I do believe Benavides will beat Canelo. Um, but I don't know. I I, I I've been I've you know listen until the day of the fight. I'm I'm a flip flopper. Sorry guys, I had, <laughs> I'm a flip flopper. Right? As as I get closer to fights, certain things come in because there's just so many data points to 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 analyze when you're looking at a fight, and so many different things can happen, especially in close fights. So I'll change a lot, but like I, I I've think this fight actually happens now I, I believe that like even what you said i mean there's paths to victory for canelo and there's paths that actually canelo could probably make it easy um so i, I think the fight's gonna happen now I, I think it might happen as early as september um i hope so and i've been saying i think tactically strategically for the scope of canelo's career it would be smart to fight benavides now rather than later he benavides himself even mentioned the caleb plan he beat last night was better than the the, the, the Caleb plant that Canelo beat because he learned from the Canelo fight. He learned from the experience. He learned from the buildup. He learned from the training camp. So even Benavidez, that's kind of like a hint to me that he hasn't had those big fight experiences. So there's, there's a little bit of lacking in terms of even his self-confidence in terms of what he is, or just awareness of what he is going into, into that kind of fight. So as the career of Benavidez goes deeper and deeper, and he gets more experience and more big fights and more training camps, I think he's going to become a lot more dangerous guy. So Canelo should take the take the young lion out early, like Trinidad used to do with with uh, uh, David Reed and Fernando Vargas to get these guys young. That like Mayweather did to Canelo. Yep. Get get them when they're younger before they really progress, and and then you have that name on your on your record forever. I think Canelo beats Dan, David Benavides. Whew. I mean, another feather in the cap for the career of Canelo, and that's a, that's a huge win, especially because I think David Benavides is going to be a monster for years to come. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think Canelo should get him now before now. he gets any better, before he gets more experience on on the big stage, just like Mayweather did with Canelo in 2013. He that fight was still huge because of what Canelo was at that point. He was he was a, a superstar even at that young age, but he was not anything what we saw no. in the subsequent years. Uh, Canelo Alvarez and his performance, unbelievable move by Mayweather take that fight when he did and pretty much shut out Canelo. Canelo should do the same to Benavides. Not saying that Benavides could one day be a, a Canelo Alvarez, but he's only going to get better. He's, people forget that he's only 25, 26 years old. Crazy. I mean, and this was his first fight with a, a lot, the whole boxing world fixated on it. Usually his fights are against no hopers. And I thought that played a role. And I thought that definitely like you saw it on Benavides overtraining and, and all that. I think Canelo would be very smart to take this fight next. Will he do it? Remains to be seen. The B-ball rematch is the, pretty much the only other thing out there other than another injury or something. But September, it's either going to be B-ball or it's going to be Benavidez. I think the Benavidez fight, in terms of business-wise, is way bigger than the B-ball fight. Way this bigger, is a, way better. Right, way bigger, better. This is a commercial fight here in the U.S., Showtime pay-per-view, whatever. It is a big fight at the gate, and it is a more winnable fight for Canelo Alvarez. After that performance from Benavides, B-plus we both agreed on, still a good performance. I think Canelo can beat him. I think that Benavides, towards the end of the fight, wasn't putting a uh, combination together. He was gassed. Um, like you said, is hit getting hit. Getting, getting hit, hit a lot. Too. Not putting together. If he can throw 46 punches around, if Canelo can get Benavides to, to that will be his output, then I think Canelo is in that fight. I think it's a much more winnable fight for, for Canelo uh, against Benavides than it is for Bebo. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I totally agree. I think, I think we are going to get the fight. I think it's going to happen. I think it makes the most sense. I think it's, it's a fight. And I, I, it's really going to come down to how Canelo feels on in May with, with the John Ryder fight. You know, he's working out the kinks of the wrist. I think after that, once he gets past the hand surgery, the wrist gets a win, um, has a good performance. I think then he's going to look for the biggest fights possible. He doesn't want, he doesn't want little fights either. Canelo, you know, listen, Canelo is a, he wants the biggest fights possible. He's a superstar for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that he's going to look at Benavides, especially after this performance and be like, all right, you know what? Let's, let's go. This is the biggest fight that's out there right now for me. Um, I know he's got a hard on for this, this Bibble rematch, but I, I don't like that fight for a number of reasons. It just doesn't sell the same way either. Like you said, business sense, it makes way more sense. It's a, I mean, the Benavides fight is humongous. I think it's the biggest fight you can make in boxing now. Now that Fury is blown up and yeah. uh, Ryan and Tank is happening, um, some of these other heavyweight fights aren't happening yet. Canelo Benavides is numero uno. Yep. Massive, massive fight. So I, I think it happens. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic CA, which never happened. I'm, I'm being optimistic Christopher. So when I'm Christopher. optimistic, I'm Christopher. I'm optimistic Christopher about uh, about, about Canelo and, and Benavides actually happening. You know, it, it's funny because now we're looking at Canelo through this different scope after the loss to Bivol, uh, not the best performance from Golovkin. Everyone was expecting a knockout in that fight. And there were now questions about Canelo there for the first time in years. We're questioning if he's on the, the back nine of his career. Um, and, you know, he has an ego, and he, he he probably wants to stop those questions. He takes on Benavidez and beats him. This is like, like you just said, like, wow, that's a that's a big win. That's a guy in his prime. And then Canelo's right back on top. So I think that's another interesting uh, storyline in a potential Canelo-Benavidez fight. And also, I think it's bigger. If he comes back and he beats Bivol, cool. Legacy-wise, that's great. You got, you, you got, you got that, that back. You know, you got that loss back. But... I think in terms of the landscape of the division, I think that Benavidez win is even bigger. Like like I said, it's like it's like whew, that's a fight that really matters. It's in the weight class, um, and yeah, I, I think the guy is going to be around for a very long time. I think he's going to be a world champion in multiple weight classes as well. I, I mean, I see him at sixty eight. I see him at seventy five. I love um, him at seventy five. Oh, dude, it's just like a new player at the division with the division <laughs> that we like that has like five, you know, good five six good competitors, and add Benavidez to that mix. Woo. Bibble, Bibble beats him too, by the way. <laughs> I want to see that fight. Dude, Bibble, dude, Bibble's just such, he's such a tough style. Um, and he, he's, he's so disciplined. I, I yeah. think Bibble, Bibble's gonna, gonna lose to age. I don't think he's gonna lose to anyone, you know, while he's still in his prime. Uh, I think Canelo's gonna be asked a ton about Benavides in the lead up, uh, at the rider fight because, you know, everyone's looking at oh. this rider fight as a tune up. So no one's going to be asking Canelo a lot of questions about Ryder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the questions are going to be about Benavidez at the press conferences, weigh in, all that. The whole fight week is going to be one big um, lead up to a Benavidez fight in September, which could make the fight even bigger. But expect that. that that's the new fight now. That's the new fight that fans are going to rally around. Some fan, the fight that media should be pushing for. That's the big one. Hopefully we get it in, in, in September. As for the uh, rest of the card, uh, really fun. Uh, four fights. We came into this Good card top to bottom. Yeah, it really was a fun fight. Uh, fun night. Sometimes these undercards drag on, and you're looking at the clock, you're looking at the rounds. Like, let's just get to the main event. But I was uh pretty into all these fights. Cody Crawley, uh, defeated Abel Ramos. Um, interesting moment in this fight, Chris. I want to get your thoughts on it. I, I believe Cody Crawley won uh flat out, and I think a lot would be in agreement there. Eleventh round, Cody Crawley gets rocked with a shot. And it looked like his glove hit the canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, referee calls it a knockdown. 
So that was a big part of the fight because Crawley thought was in control. So the 12th round started, hit the bell for the 12th round, and then they stop. They take a pause. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Look over. They go to the replay. So I think the commission looked at it and saw that his his glove did not touch the ground. So therefore, it's not a 10-8 round, and I guess the judges had to adjust their cards. I, that was one instance of replay working out. But yeah. I got some pushback on Twitter where it was like, wait a second, that's not fair to Ramos because he had probably hurt. He could have only time in the fight where he had any momentum. They stopped the the um the, the fight for the the ten seconds where Crawley can recuperate. Um, and then they had also stopped in the twelfth round. Any momentum there? What do you stand on on the, that scenario right there? I I I like the idea of using replays, but it should not affect the fight. It should the not action? affect the flow. Yeah, it should not affect the action. It should not affect the flow of the fight. Um, I'm I have I, as a fighter, I was always a a um a rhythm guy. You can't break a rhythm in a round. You can't do that. So I, I don't I don't like that at all. Um, I but they don't, got it right though. I know, but so how do you not? But, I know I agree with you with the rhythm. How do you not like? In the moment, he, the ref called it a knockdown. So you either leave it at that, leave it or at that. I don't know what you do because you can't go back and take away the ten seconds, fifteen seconds that Crawley got to recover. Exactly. So, so the rhythm break is my problem. Don't take the, don't give the point back. The point, the point should have stayed off. I, I don't like the idea because the rhythm was broken for the knock, the, the, the quote unquote knockdown, which wasn't a knockdown. A lot of times, guys, listen, I, t- I've taken a knee in, in fights before, and it's helped me. Knockdowns can break the action and and, and you, you you're basically giving a point away so you can survive it's like okay boom i'm gonna stay down this fight ends if i get hit again let me take a knee get my head my wits about me and then get back up so you're, you're giving up that point by taking by going down so uh, crowley didn't go down but it cut the action in terms of how much pressure that abel was able to put on because abel we've seen him finish fights that way he's he's lost an, an entire round whole entire fight and then come to knock the guy out in the last round he did that with uh pirelli Perella. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like that. Don't, don't, don't put the point back. Yeah. So they, they got it right, which is like the main thing. See in other sports, like when they use replay, get, get it right. But it's different in boxing. Like we always call for a replay. I mean, you're like, how come boxing doesn't have replay? Get with the times, but it's, it's a little more nuanced and there are advantages for some that you would think would be the, the other way around. So Carly gets the win. He is now like number one contender at WBC. Um, I don't know if he beats any of the top guys because he, he just lacks that power. But man, he's he relentless in there. He was that fo- fight was fought like ninety eight percent like nose to nose in a phone booth. I like watching Crawley fight. I think he's a fan favorite too. Uh, had an awesome post fight speech talking about uh, depression and I don't know some of the battles that he has had. He is now a fan favorite. Um, let's see what else happened there. Chris Colbert upsets Jose Valenzuela. This was the big surprise of the night. Um, Colbert picks up the win over Venezuela. He was down in the first round. I thought there was multiple times in the first four rounds where Valenzuela could have got him out of there. He didn't. Uh, two fighters that have a lot of inconsistencies, and you saw that on display, Venezuela not putting uh, Colbert away. Colbert getting knocked down early and just not having enough power. Um, speaking of power, Venezuela outlanded Colbert in the power department. 117-77 to still did not get the win. This was a, I would say, a shocker. I was shocked when I heard those scorecards. 
it's tough to land that many power punches and score a knockdown and not get a win. I need to go back and watch the fight again and really score it properly. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's a lot of nuances in boxing that you, sometimes when you're watching a fight like that, especially with a, with a guy like Chris Colbert, who's a fantastic boxer, um, you miss a lot of the subtleties that, that a good boxer like that's doing and you see how they win rounds. I need to go back and really watch with a fine, with a magnifying glass and, mm-hmm. and, and, and score that fight properly. Cause I was just really watching it to have fun. Um, and it was a good fun fight, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's it's a it's a tough situation for Valenzuela. I mean, he had a good performance, but like you said, inconsistent. Didn't put didn't put the the, the pedal to the metal the way he, he should have at times. Um, he got hurt a few times too to the body, especially by by Colbert. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just tough. That, that was a tough fight in general, matching those two guys up because I think they're both very good, and I think they're both um, have a have a have a life in this sport and this division. So if somebody's got to lose, and I don't know, and it, it almost seems like they both lost last night. So yeah, like it's like it's almost like a, a rematch has to happen. I think a rematch. This is like dead set. I think it will be a rematch. Um, it was a definitely a pro Benavides crowd, so therefore it was a pro Valenzuela crowd that both <laughs> trained in the same ca- camps. And after the fight, uh, Jim Gray, like this was a, such a strange moment from from Jim Gray. He's interviewing Valenzuela, and at the end goes, "For what it's worth, I thought it was a horrible decision." And like and Jim Gray was like, and then dropped the mic. I was wow. like, this guy for 30, 40 years, you know, always played it down the middle and was like the consummate professional. And then just had a moment where he just was like, da 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 and just said that. And uh, the whole crowd went crazy. And they, you know, like, Valenzuela gets like an ovation as he's walking out of the ring with his hands up. Interesting. Weird fight. Um, I didn't realize it was at 135. I don't think Colbert, I do think that he's a, a he'll have a long career if he, if he wants. I don't know if it's at 135. Um, there were some big hitters at 135. I thought 130 would have been a good spot for him, but you know he hadn't fought in like almost a year and a half, and uh, you know he is only 25, 26. But I don't know about him at 135. Either guy, to be honest. I, I, yeah, yeah, either guy. That's 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 correct. I know I know Chris gets he gets heavy in between fights. Um, you know he's he's not a very he's not a small guy, but yeah, I agree in terms of physical strength and power. 35 is tough, man. Those guys are big hitters. And now we're looking at back to fact back to back fights where Cobra got dropped. Mm-hmm. So then it starts to think like, okay, well, is it his chin or is it that he's stepping up in class? And listen, everybody, everybody in the top 10 can punch. I, mean, I don't care what their records are. Everybody, everybody can punch. Um, those people, people love saying like, oh, the guy, he's got, he doesn't have the knock because he can't punch. Okay. He's still a professional boxer who trains to punch. He can punch yeah. and you're the same size. So um, yeah. So is it, is it the chin or is it just the, now that he's at this level, um, and he, he can't really keep up with that, and especially moving up to 35. I mean, he got dropped by Garcia at 30, and Garcia has turned out to be a very good fighter. Um, Valenzuela is a puncher. and, and is, a puncher. And um, so, you know, th- there's that. And it was it was actually a beautiful counter left hook that he caught Colbert with in the first round. It was a beautiful shot. Yeah. Uh, so. And he also had him rocked, like, he had him hurt. Like, through the first four rounds, I thought there was, like, multiple spots where I was like, all right, this is it. Uh, Venezuela's going to lay it on. And, and they're going to either stop it or there's going to be a knockout. So props to Colbert for fighting back um, and surviving and not only surviving, but like you know, fighting, putting, yeah. fighting and putting a winning rounds later in that fight. Like, it was a close fight. It wasn't like a robbery. I hate that word in boxing. Robbery. I always scream that. But like, this was a close fight. But I do think it was a, a Valenzuela, like eight to what was it? Ten rounds. Yeah. Uh, a closer fight than um, what some had out there. I thought Venezuela won, though. Uh, Jesus Ramos just steamrolled Joey Spencer. That was a glorified sparring match. That was the most one-sided fight on the card. Good gracious. Uh, Spencer, um, like we said, coming in, 
just was put in spots by the PBC where I feel like they were trying to make him something ultimately that uh, he, he was not. And he had to get in there with someone of his own, you know, trajectory career-wise and see how – I give him props for taking the fight. I give props for PBC making it. Jesus Ramos at 154 is a major player. I was surprised this fight even got made. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, every, I agree with everything you said. I mean, they're just different things. They, you know, they're in the same trajectory, but they're just of a different ilk, the Spencer and, and Ramos. Ramos is really good. He looked huge in there. The size yeah. difference was so, like, it was so, like, evident. Yeah, so drastic, so so evident, and and just like, but he, but also he just he's better in every way. Like yeah. it was, it just, it, and that's why the fight happened the way it happened. I mean, there, there was nothing for Spencer to do in that fight. There's nothing he could do, especially even stylistically. Like you would have to outbox Ramos, and that's just not the way that Spencer fights or has fought. So yeah, I mean, that was that was the pretty much the the foregone conclusion of that fight. Yeah, he's a stud, Ramos. The way he puts together his punches, like doesn't rush Excellent. in there. Excellent everything fighter. is precise. Everything is on point. Uh, doesn't. Yeah, I, I love the guy. I like to see him versus Fundora on day one fifty four. I bet. I think. I think we will see that probably sooner than later. Good guy. That's a good fight. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, whatever on ESPN, I feel like that fight got lost in the sauce. I mean, no one. Uh, it was a lot of eyeballs on uh this Showtime pay per view, but uh, Snees Estrada picks up a win in the main event. Jose Ramirez. Uh, stops Richard Comey in eleven rounds. I'm I'm going to be honest. Didn't watch a single second of the fight. Um, but it was how we thought uh it, it would play out. Um, you know, Comey tough early on. They're going back. We did watch some of the highlights. Going back and forth. Um, but ultimately, yeah, Comey gets stopped. Ramirez gets in the win column. Will we see him in a title fight next? Who knows? Turned down two of them. But got paid a million, got a million bucks for that fight. I now I see why he turned down uh, these fights because he was not going to make them like that fighting program, which is nuts, which is boxing the business of his wild. But he got to win and he's back and we'll see if he gets uh, one of these title contenders. Yeah. And I think that fight actually proved a lot in terms of what's left with mirrors and where he goes from here. Because, I mean, listen, we, 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 we said going in what this fight was going to be because Comey's just not big enough for 140, and and Ramirez is a big 40 pounder coming down. And the the only shot that Ramirez that Comey had was the one punch, you know, effect. And the guy can punch, but at 40, the power doesn't seem to be there because he landed some nice right hands, really big shots over the top in the middle of combinations of. That's the thing. Remember, I said that last that show. A guy like Ramirez who's so busy with the lead yep. hand, there's openings for the right hand. So he did run into a few of, of Comey and that's by far his best punch and took them really well. I think it showed the durability of, of Ramirez at 140. I think his chin is very solid. Um, not that it hasn't been. I mean, he did get dropped by Taylor twice, but otherwise it's been a solid chin for, for his career and it's still there. So that's, that's a very good sign. But I mean, his finishing ability, his instincts, um, the body work, which is another thing that we said was going to be an issue for Comey because he is, he is susceptible to body work and body shots. And that's exactly what Ramirez is good at. So I'm not surprised that he actually got the stoppage. He's as tough as 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 Richard is. Um, uh, Ramirez, I mean, he, he's a sustained puncher. Like he, his attack is very top to bottom. He stays on you, um, and he puts head and body together really well. But yeah, ultimately getting getting the knockdown a knockdown in the 11th, and then finishing him with a body shot in the 11th. Pretty pretty awesome finish to to a good fight and good performance. So a plus for uh, for Ramirez. A plus. Well, not net scoring wise, I wouldn't give an A plus, but I'm saying just you know, just in terms of generally A plus. Good aren't you aren't you a professor? Are you giving out some grades on this episode? Uh, I am. I'm, I would say I would give. I would. I would 
give him I would give him an A minus for that because I did I don't like how he got hit so cleanly with some of those right hands. Although they they get hit very very clean. I mean, again, he's he's a Mexican and he's he's tall and digs the body. A lot of openings for the head. A lot yeah. of openings. I don't know how to properly rate Ramirez anymore. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, he's had some great wins and some great performances, but also some like ones, some uneven performances. I feel like he either fights up to his competition or he fights down uh, mm-hmm. to his competition. And obviously, this one, he took out Comey, which he was supposed to do. But Progre is a champ. Uh, Subaru Matias is a champ. Jack Catterall is in the mix. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez and uh, Josh Taylor will be fighting. Barboza, Jose Cepeda who uh, I feel like will not be in the top five for much longer. Gary Antoine Russell, yeah. um, Albert Puello is fighting Roly Romero. Uh, so there's a lot of names at 140. We'll see what Ramirez uh, has left to offer and if he can get those shots. Turning down title shots is interesting at his stage, but it was a business move. Uh, he fought in Fresno, uh, sold out the arena, probably made an extra, you know, who knows, six figures or less on the backside uh with the with the gate so we'll see at 140 interesting division um that's it for our show i got nothing left (laughs) we'll be back on uh thursday or wednesday or thursday with our anthony joshua uh jermaine franklin preview you'll be on the call right yes 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 i've been doing a bunch of interviews about anthony joshua in the lead up those will be coming out too um but yeah with joshua no, no, no. I, I don't even, I, they're interviewing me about the Joshua fight. No. Um, but yeah, I'll be on the call with Todd Grisham. That's but awesome, uh, bro. yeah, it's heavyweight awesome. title fight. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, Look it's at us. Second, second Joshua fight in a row. I called, uh, I called the Usyk, Usyk rematch as well. That was huge. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, did that with Maddox and, and our boy, Corey, Corey Erdman, mm. Erdman, the Erdman. The Erdman. Um, so it's you and Grisham. Wow. That's, that's a scary combination. Yeah, Miami, watch out. We are because we're doing it remotely from Miami, so we're gonna be running the uh, town. South Beach, that is awesome because they open the fight. It's an afternoon fight too, so right. Like you guys call the fight, you get there. It's a long day at work. I'm not saying it's an easy job. You get there early, a lot of preparation. Call the fight, mm-hmm. but by like eight or nine p.m. South Beach. Yeah, we're right. We're right. Right in the heat. Right in the heat. Right in the heat. Right in the heat of Miami. So that's uh what we got looked forward. What we got to look forward to this week. Uh, the John Boy Media Boxing Combine. Uh, we got another episode later in the week, and then we have our fight preview episode coming out. So there's a lot to to uh, be watching over here on the Inside Boxing Live YouTube page. Uh, you have any final words, Chris? No, just everybody tune in, man. We're gonna be rolling out content. Like, so I know, I know we have a we have a we have a very loyal fan base, but we need yes. to we need to stay tuned, guys, because we got we got a bunch of stuff rolling out. And tell your friends because we do kick ass at this. Yes, I and mean, we'll, we'll be in Vegas as well for yes. Ryan. Ryan, that's the big next big, big one. Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Tank was in attendance. Uh, that's the big one. We'll be in Vegas uh, for that one. As always, everybody, protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up and stay out of the end. Yeah.